Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Welcome back to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with your host, Sam. And Mitch. Did you almost forget your name? <laughs> no. I was doing a dramatic effect. Oh. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. And you're listening to Fandom Fair. Uh, you know what? Or. Yeah. Is it Spooky Fair today? Oh, it's it, Spooky Fair because it's Halloween. Yeah, the day this is airing, it's Halloween, baby. And Halloween is my favorite holiday. It's it's also my favorite ho- It's just the best holiday out of all of them, in our opinion. So, uh... Listen, Halloween is for the, the nerds and the gays. It, it is for the nerds and the gays. As a cosplayer, someone who plays dress-up at the age of 19, almost 20, <laughs> uh, I love Halloween, and I will be going in cosplay this year. Oh, are you doing Caesar? I will be going as Caesar's Apelli from JoJo. I, which I, yeah. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. Yes. So tomorrow, Friday, I'm going to a small party with my friends. And then um, today, on Halloween, when this is coming out, lovely MSU is hosting a whole bunch of affairs. Uh, so Yeah, I think, um, actually today, Thursday, WMSC is having their like Halloween party on Zoom. Yes. I was I was at the meeting yesterday and they were like, "Yes, there is a party." I'm like, "Hmm, I'm not uh I'm I don't I'm tired." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no offense but, to the lovely people at the station, but I'm very tired. But uh MSU is holding a plethora of things to do on actual Halloween and they're having an ice skate thing and oh, I'll yeah, be going yeah. as Caesar again. <laughs> oh my god, wait, I need pictures, please, ma'am. I'll make sure to get pictures of me you ice skating. To, you get to go on the rink before I do. I'm sad. I, I mean, I'll I, be go- I, you'll be. I'll Caesar. be going in cosplay, and if one person does not know who I am, I'll be upset. I know. Come on, we nerds. They're better, they exist. They're, weebs. <laughs> if, if you're on campus, and you, you see if you go go to the ice skating rink on Halloween, um, if you see me. I'll be a Caesar. You'll know who I am. Come say hi to me. I'm sad. And this year we. I, me- I remember. Last year we were Todoroki and Midoriya from My Hero Academia. Yeah, last. I, w- well, I was Todoroki, and I remember I was waiting for one of my classes yeah. to start, and I'm standing outside. I had like three people come up to me. <laughs> one person asked for a picture. I'm like, God, it feels like con season. Yeah, yeah, some- yeah someone asked for a picture when we were in the student center, and then my teacher from my college writing class recognized me as Midori, and I was like, you're a nerd? I mean, I knew he was a nerd, because he, wi- he took his wife to Supernatural Con or something. I'm like, you're that much of a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, um, if there are any nerds who know who I am, well, Come come say hi to me. I'll make my day. It made my it made my day last year on Halloween when um people were like, oh my god, you're Todoroki. I'm sad. But now I'm- I don't get to see people in costume this year. I was gonna actually go to Spider Man this year, and I I remember last year I saw a girl who was in like a Mimikyu outfit, like like it's a Mimikyu dress or like the or is a po- yeah it had to be Mimikyu with like a hood. Yeah. It was super cute, and I was like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it so I'll, I'm very upset. I still don't have the feathers. Oh yeah, for Caesar, but um, 
Go, go to a craft store. I just realized, pe- people who are listening who are like, who's Caesar? They, I'm not the, uh... The Roman <laughs> I'm Emperor? Not the, I'm not the Roman Emperor. I'm some gay Italian man. <laughs> okay. Who is dead? Spoilers, jeez! Oh, God, spoilers. Anyway, we're not we're, here talking, we're not about, talking Jojo. about Jojo. No. For once. For we're once. not talking about anime today. Ugh. We're talking about my favorite and most iconic Halloween movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. It was my first time watching The Nightmare Before Christmas, so I guess I just never decided to watch it before. My Halloween movie, my favorite, is Scary Godmother. Oh, of course. Scary Love Godmother. Wow. The be- in my opinion, is the best Halloween movie. And I'm going to do my best to find somewhere to watch it in Halloween because I love Scary Godmother. I love it. The the animation is horrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, and not in a good way, but <laughs> nope. it is one of my favorites. So before we get into our topic, what did you think of what did what you think, think of it? I, I already knew some of the songs. Like, I knew the Oogie Boogie song, and I knew this is Halloween. I knew what is this because of that one vine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can't say it. Um, but it's I knew those, and I didn't, and I knew, and I and I've seen people be obsessed over this movie at all times of the year, and I'm like, what's so good about this movie? Like my neighbor, I think she has a decal on her car. I don't. I think it's something. I don't remember. I think I think so. And I'm like, well, I don't. I don't know. I, I liked it, but I, I liked it a lot. But I don't get why people are obsessed over the movie. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I had, like, like an obsession of it, with it, like, in, like, elementary school when I was, like, a goth. Yeah. Oh, like, when you were um, a goth? I was, I hit my goth age early. <laughs> I forgot. In, in, like, fifth grade, and I, w- I loved Nightmare Before Christmas. I had a t-shirt of Jack on it. I, th- I think mm. I may, I also had a shirt of uh, with Jack and Sally, but it's, like, you know, a rite of passage to be a goth and be obsessed with mm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I never hit also, the, I haven't hit that goth phase. I'm sorry. I don't think you're ever going to hit that goth phase. No, 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 no. It's okay. Not everyone has to hit their goth phase. But anyway, so I was watching this movie on October 1st. Me and my roommate, Cameron, were setting up our our room with decorations. And obviously we had to play it. And I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm like... Jack Skellington is a burnt-out, gifted kid. And then she told me, and I went, okay, I guess I gotta watch the movie now, because I'm a burnt-out, gifted kid. It so al- I'm like, Midge, you'll relate to him. I have a route to Mr. Skellington. Kin. No. I assign you Jack Kin. I don't agree. I, I don't agree. So, and we're also gonna talk about, because I read an article... Like, cause I've I've heard it going around, and then I finally read an article on um how this movie is a really good example of cultural appropriation, which is very important to talk about on Halloween. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, if you if you, yes, it is. It just makes. Well, I, you know. I I define cultural appropriation, so we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. to it. Um, but basically, the first hack, the first half, <laughs> half of Act One, is. Everything for someone who suffers an imposter syndrome and feels like that they're a burnt-out, gifted kid feels. So, since Jack is the Pumpkin King, everyone treats him like Halloween royalty, which he kind of is. Uh, it's it, only... It, it, is he? 
I don't... I don't know what Jack is. Like, he's some sort of Halloween god. Yeah, there's, like, the mayor, and then there's Jack, who's the pumpkin king. I mean, like, it's, I guess it's supposed to be Santa, Jack, and then we do see the Easter Bunny at some point during the film. They are supposed to be, like, the the, the mascots of the of the ho- their holidays. Uh, you know what I noticed? Yeah, I guess like, you could say Jack. Thanksgiving was there, St. Patrick's Day was there, and I'm like... Okay, so this is very America centric. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess you could say Jack is kind of the mascot for Halloween. I don't know what the real hierarchy of Halloween Town is. There is Jack. There is the mayor, and then I suppose there is everyone else. Yeah. So it's already one day after Halloween. The mayor's already pressuring Jack to make plans for the next Halloween. They have 364 days, and he's like, I have plans. It's only 364 days before the next Halloween. So Jack is becoming tired of something that he's good at, and he's constantly praised for his talents at doing Halloween good. Because <laughs> he he does Halloween really good, I guess. <laughs> he's very good at the spookums and the scaring and making people... Uh, hide. I don't know. He's good at that. He's very um, good at Halloween. But he wants to break out of that constant mold, which I get it. I don't know how long Jack has been alive and been the Pumpkin King, but I get it if you're doing the same thing every day. Yeah. I guess, assumably, we have to go off of how long Halloween's been a thing, so most likely he's been alive that long, and if he is the mascot of Halloween, then he has been along, uh, alive however long Halloween has been a thing, which is a long time. Yeah, so, like, I get it. He wants to break out of that mode because he's tired of doing the same thing over and over again, especially if they're planning for Halloween literally all year round. It's just like, you know, it's one day, guys. Jeez. But, like, he essentially feels like he's too good at it, and there's nothing new and exciting about Halloween anymore, which I get it. Like, you know, something is... It's kind of like, don't monetize your, um, your passion. Uh, oh boy. Which is, like, like how when people are good at art, and they start monetizing it, it becomes a job for them. Yeah. So I feel like that's how Jack is feeling, is that, like... He's doing the same thing, and it's just not becoming fun anymore. Which I get it. You could get bored of things that you're good at, because there's not there's no challenge to it. And it's hard to break... No, he felt like he's broken the ceiling on, like, the best Halloween. And no, how can he outdo himself? But it takes an interesting twist to fix the burnout... Which is cultural appropriation. Which is, I didn't even realize when I was watching it. And then you were like, cultural appropriation. I'm like, huh, you're right. Yeah, I've I've heard this take on this movie for a while now. And I thought it was really interesting and I want to talk about it. It is very interesting, yeah. The definition of cultural appropriation is taking intellectual property, traditional knowledge, cultural expressions, or artifacts from someone else's culture without permission. And I got that from the MarySue.com. So this could be anything from music to symbols to clothing, medicine, etc. I guess we could also put it in a way that there's a difference between appreciating the culture, like, you know, watching yeah, anime it... and wearing Japanese clothing, but, but, and then there's a difference between, say, say, you know, you being a 
Caucasian person saying you're Japanese, wearing geisha makeup and not being like trained in the ways of a geisha. There's a difference between that and appreciating a culture. Yeah, so like, I think what you gave is a perfect example because we can both relate to it. Like, yeah, we both appreciate Japanese culture very much because we're weebs. Because we are, <laughs> we 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 are. Uh, yes, we are. We love the animes. <laughs> We love the animes, we appreciate the culture, but we also... And we've written about the culture, but we heavily research it. Yeah, we, like, literally, um, if we if we stumble upon something, like, oh, we don't know what happens in this, I'd mainly go to Google and go, okay. Like, I, I've had to yeah, research, like, like, Japanese foods for something we wrote, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, we've, we've had to research Japanese foods because their food is very specific to the time of year. Yes, it is. Like, um... Like, or, you know, something like a, what are those little tables that are, like, you know, warm? You can't have, I mean, like, oh, that's uh, a winter thing. That's a winter thing. Yeah, I forgot what they're called. Me I know too. exactly what you're Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. So, yeah, you can't say, you know, you can't write them using that in a summer month. Yeah. But and that's even- respecting the culture because you're, you're, well, that's appreciating the culture because you're respecting it and you're researching it. But appropriation is... You know, like, I like what you said, like, wearing geisha makeup, but you're not being, you know, you're not properly trained as a geisha. Yeah. Which, that's, Jack essentially does that. He he does yeah. take, he literally does take things from uh, Christmas Town and brings them back to Halloween Town. He does do that. Like, I, I, I want to preface this whole discussion yes. by saying, you need to look at this as not being holidays and take this as being like being an example of a culture that christmas town is its own place and it has its own culture halloween town is its own place and it has its own culture and they do things differently because that's it's their cultures yep so when jack comes to well he takes the most essential things out of christmas minus the actual religion part because we're not talking about like we're doing the very, we're, we're, you know, yeah. capitalistic version of um, Christmas. Christmas. So, he steals Santa's whole identity. He, he gets t- three children in uh, masks to actually steal Santa himself. He quite literally steals Santa. It's the whole thing. I'm like, oh, so uh, this is where that part where it's like the Can I Mr. Sandy Claus song part comes out. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, there's a TikTok thing. I'm like, I was like, hmm, that's where it's from. Yes, it is from Nightmare. Um, steals the music and the idea, you know, of gift giving or the whole presence thing. So Jack steals Santa's whole identity. His speech, you know, he mocks the ho, ho, ho and kind of grumbly voice his clothing and his clothing which are two of the most prominent things about santa you know he makes sure he fits the um the clothing to him to his size which jack could have been a bad person and stuff like a pillow he yeah but then he didn't disney thought about that yeah he he didn't shove like a pillow uh, or a you know, sack yeah. under Jack's he's, also like a twink. <laughs> he, he's a skeleton, Samantha. That's <laughs> bones. Those are bones. Jackie, those are bones. <laughs> I'm glad you knew what, what I was doing. Yeah. Um. 
So, and no, he steals the beard. I mean, he makes the beard, but, you know, the whole outfit. And he literally um, steals his hat. He's like, oh, my hat now. Yeah, he plucks the hat off of Santa's head. Mm-hmm. And so next thing is the music, which is, we hear Christmas carols playing in Halloween Town. Um, but they're out of tune in minor keys, which is very cool. I, I said Danny they were o- bops. Yeah, Danny Elfman's music is usually very good, and his one of his most notable works is in this movie. Yes. Um, and so the presence, which is one of the biggest impact, which has one of the biggest impacts, is that um, they're nothing like the cute toys that they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and that the elves are working on in nope. Christmas Town. They are all horrifying. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember, like. I- I remember some of the toys. I know one. One was a reef that was stuck on the door, and like it could like I think I don't remember exactly. I know one yeah, had to be I, a jack in the box. Yeah, like teeth. It had teeth. Yeah, there was a jack in the box that was you know messed up and stuff. It was freaky. Um, I'm sure some of them were like like little creatures that sprung to life and attacked the childrens. Yeah, like they're all horrifying, but like. I want to, like, put, bring that back to, like, real-life example is, like, you know, I saw someone, like, a native person on TikTok talk about this on how, like, Colourpop was stealing um, important, like, sim- like symbols, like the, you know, like the Native American prints that, uh, like, you yeah. see on clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's blatant cultural appropriation. So you could kind of equate it to that in, you know, branding it on packaging and clothing because that, those have certain meanings to Native people, and the same way that toys have meaning in Christmas Town. And we could do like, um, like hairstyles that African American people have like developed for their own use that a lot of white people are using. You know those braids that girls had when we were in the high school. The box braids. The box braids. I'm like, I was like, oh, that's not correct. Yeah, and I always laugh when I see these white girls' hair falling out because <laughs> their hair can't handle it. I have to admit, well, you know, like, when you go on a cruise and you go to the Caribbean and there's always those, yep. like, little stands that you can get your hair braided. I, I had that done to me, and I now I know, and I feel so bad. I've had those braids done multiple times. Me like, too. almost every time I went on vacation. Yeah, I feel so bad. We were children. We have learned. Not my fault. Not our. We 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 legitimately didn't know at the time, but now we know, and we've educated, and we know that's that's not good to do. It it was a fun vacation thing. Yeah. I was thirteen. <laughs> I was younger than that. A fool. I mean, I was probably younger than that too, yeah. but like that was like the last time I remember getting. But those aren't necessarily box braids. Those are just yeah. really tight braids, but still. True, but it's, it still feels like something that... It's not exactly for us us Caucasians. White people. White people to wear, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and... I, I When I was reading the article uh, from the Mary Sue... Yes. I didn't think about this, but they brought it up that... Jack never once asks anyone in Christmas Town what anything means. You know, he has a whole song, you know, expressing, like, a real interest 
and these things, but never asks like an elf or any. <laughs> I don't know who else lives in Christmas Town. Santa himself. Santa, like, he, like he sees Santa for a, a split second. He doesn't ask. Yeah, him. like what, like what these things mean and what they represent. So. Oh, and you, I like what you wrote, so I'll, I'll let you read uh, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 what did I write? Like, like, Jack knows he's good at Halloween, so it's not within, without, like, it's not, it's within reason that he, um, could figure out Christmas, right? He's, like, found something new that he can do, so he wants to do it so bad that he doesn't care about fr- how frustrating it is. Like, this is an image gifted kid thing, because, but I believe I've heard other gifted kids do this, that they work so hard at something that they, like, it's like, you, you can do other things, so why can't you do this? I just give up when I can't do things right. That's amazing. <laughs> no, me too. If I'm like, I constantly feel like I am also partially a burnout gifted kid. Um, but like, I get that where if I'm not good at something immediately, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's why I've kind of quit cosplay because I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, cosplay took me years to actually be serious about, and I still don't even. Not talented, I buy all of my things. Because <laughs> I am super envious of the people who can actually do real, you know, make their own cosplays. I would like to. Trying to learn how to sew. You'll get there one day. Just because you buy your cosplays doesn't mean you're not a real cosplayer, buddy. I mean, I would like to when I get my Dio cosplay to make the uh, sign that uh, he almost yes. waxed Jotaro's head off with. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but besides the point, getting back on track. Look, we're talking about JoJo, and we're like oh. we're the far, we're one of the farthest things away from JoJo. It's a Disney movie. We're talking about a, a Disney movie, and we wanted to talk about JoJo again. <laughs> That's why you should watch JoJo. You get brain rot. <laughs> um. So I I like this quote from Mary Sue when I was reading the article. It's um. Quote. However, when he goes back to his own town and brings back some of the Christmassy things he found, he has a difficulty. He has difficulty explaining to his fellow Halloween creatures what each thing does and why it's so wonderful. Nearly all of his subjects pipe up during the song to comment that it seems strange or to put it into the context of what they know. Jack knows that Christmas is not like Halloween and that it shouldn't be like Halloween, but he doesn't know that. But he doesn't know how to put that into words. Finally, he gives them what they want and describes Santa Claus. In a palatable way for the Halloween citizen, Halloween town citizens, namely that Santa is a demon with actual claws. End quote. Which like, so Jack is like originally trying to respect the culture of Christmas, and he's like, okay, I'm going to try to replicate it to the best of my ability and do it in a respectful way. But he falls down this rabbit hole because he's succumbing to the pressure of all of his Halloween town citizens who don't understand what Christmas is. Right. So he's like, no, I I understand like. If you don't understand or trying to relate it to your own culture of, you know, Christmas to Halloween, which are two very different things, of course they'd be confused, but, and Jack, I think Jack is, like, kind of valid in, not his actions, but he can't explain it because he himself, like, you know, doesn't know enough about the culture to properly explain it. Yeah. And then he eventually succumbs to the pressure of, well, we have to make it, like, what we know so that's when he starts making everything horrible and creepy you know because i mean i think the closest thing he does get getting to respecting is 
Santa's outfit, but even then, it's not him. Like, I think outfits is one of the worst things that you could appropriate. Yeah, I mean, it's all horrible to appropriate, but, like, outfits, something that's very intrinsic to culture, their culture, like... Say, for instance, any Halloween costume that is... Just any Halloween costume that's from a culture that's not your like own. A, yeah, and, and like the, I know the biggest offenders is, um, you know, any Native American, you know, something that stereotypes Mexican people. Yeah. And uh, geisha outfits, you know, they're usually yeah. over-sexualized. Even something like ninjas. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, yeah I, I get it. Um, so yeah, I think the closest thing that Jack comes to appreciating, but it's severely appropriated because he himself is putting him in the dress, is Santa's outfit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's he's looking at the way Santa has his outfit, and he's like, well, I'm going to make it like this, but for him to adorn it is um, would be considered appropriation. Yeah. So, I mean, by the end of the movie, Jack does realize that he's screwed up Christmas. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit of a, of a Christmas screw. Just a little. When I was watching the movie, I forgot that they shot Jack <laughs> down with missiles. Yeah, they did do that. And I was like, oh, that's where this is going. And I'm like, there's eight minutes left in this movie. What's going to happen? Which I do like, just a very cool symbolism thing, that he winds up in a snow-covered graveyard. Yeah, I noticed that, and I'm like, where is he going to end up? It's like, oh, a graveyard. I was like, okay. Yeah, I just thought that was a very nice symbolic thing that happened, which, like, it has the element of Christmas with, like, the snow. Yeah. But it's what he's most familiar with. Like, you know, Halloween is represented in the graveyard. Yes, 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 yes. And the fact that he just, like, opens one of the, um... Like, he opens, like, the statue in the graveyard, and then he winds up back in Halloween Town. I'm like, what? What? It's Halloween so, magic. Don't don't question it. I'm not going to question the Halloween magic that Jack Skellington possesses. But, yeah, he, he realizes that, you know, Halloween isn't... I mean, Christmas, Christmas. Isn't, isn't for him. Like, that's not what he knows best. That's not his culture. And he apologizes to Santa... Santa's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you screwed it up, now you're gonna have to fix it. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you know, after he saves Santa from the Oogie Boogie Man, who is just a bunch of bugs. Whole, that whole plot's very weird. But it doesn't, it, it really just is just an extra conflict point that they decided to add in. I'm like, okay, it did give us the bop that is the Oogie Boogie song, so I'll let it slide. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't get the beef between Jack and Oogie Boogie. It's never explained. They're all Halloween people. Shouldn't the Halloween people get along? They're all Halloween people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. He's just a bunch of bugs in the sack. I don't know. (laughs) Aren't all men... (laughs) (laughs) Aren't all men just a bunch of bugs in a sack? I mean, inherently no, but internally, in their in in their personalities, I mean, most of them. <laughs> it's possible. Possibly, 
Um, but I mean, Santa does kind of forgive him because he does like he passes by Halloween Town's moon or whatever. Yeah, he's like. But Jack oh. is basically. Jack is basically like, yeah, I'm good at doing Halloween things, and it's kind of him learning from it gives gives him inspiration for how to do Halloween better, and it kind of solves his Halloween block. Yeah, he had a writer's block, but for Halloween. Yeah. So, you you wrote this, our little ending, and I like what you wrote, so I'll okay, let you read it. Yeah. So, the first thing is that I like the fact that it's Sally who helps him realize the whole, like, um, hey, you're not good at Christmas, buddy. <laughs> it's like a friend who supports them, and you know, I was really hoping that they didn't actually get together at the end, and that was just a straight people thing. But they did kiss. I'm like, okay. Just, uh, I don't understand the romance plot between them. That's why I was like, I was hoping it was a straight people thing. No, they barely interact. I don't understand why there's a love thing. I mean, I get it. I get, like, Sally's point. Like, she's kind of, like, a nobody, and Jack is, like, the pumpkin king. So I get being attracted to a man. (laughs) Um, I mean, I get being attracted to, like, you know, oh, he's, like, she kind of puts him on a pedestal. Yeah. But then she realizes that he's dumb. He is. And puts him in his place a little bit. Uh, and, yeah, so Sally, who knew from the beginning that Jack was going down the wrong path, cause she was like, Jack, your thing is kind of Halloween, but, I mean, it is restricting me in the way, but also, like, there is a certain imbalance to the holidays in that a skeleton man is, you know, the skeleton man who does the Halloween, that's sort of his thing. But that's just sort of how the balance of thing works in this universe. And, like, how she was upset by how Jack was throwing her, himself into this new thing, and she knew she, um, like, couldn't help him out of his rut of Halloween rut. Like, she watched him try to figure out Christmas in his tower thingy, and he was just running around trying to figure it out. And she was like, what is he? What's he doing? What is this fool man doing? But, <laughs> like, to conclude with, you know, being a, as, as a someone who was in um, their gifted and talented program in, middle, in uh, elementary school, which I don't know if New Jersey has that. <laughs> it might just be a New York thing. I'm not exactly sure. But um, it's weird to be a gifted kid. When you're young, you got all this pressure on you to do good in school. Like, I was reading high school books when I was in fifth grade. So, but, yeah, it I was like... I read Moby Dick in fourth grade. Mm, I don't know if... I don't. I think I, re- I tried to read Frankenstein. I think I did read Jekyll and Hyde, but I don't remember a lick of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I did try to read Frankenstein, too. But, you know... I got bored of it. <laughs> so, like, they had... Legit- Understandable. Yeah. They had legitimately taken me out of class at least, like, once a year to take this gifted and talented test. I think I also got some sort of extra lessons. I don't quite remember because I blocked elementary school out of my mind. Um, but it's, like, a lot of pressure for anyone to be put on this high pedestal of getting good grades, being the best of your class. But most of all, it's putting on a child. Jack's not a child... But he's a good case of what that pressure, of that pressure continuing into 
we'll say adulthood. We don't know how Jack came into be. Was he ever a child? Centuries. I, centuries. It's like into his job. And I can contest that with this pressure keep going into college. Not pressure put on by anyone else, but pressure put on but by myself onto me because I know because I'm the I am smart. I am good at school. I should be good at college. And like of like since I was a kid, I haven't stu- I've studied, I believe, once in my entire life and I failed at studying. So I was like, I can't do this. It was for a Spanish yeah, I- test and I was like, Oh, never mind, I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, never studied, and I started studying in high school because I was taking college-level courses, and I study now. I did also take, like, two college-level courses in high school, but I still didn't study for that. <laughs> I don't know how I'm here. No, I, I, I learned to study because I wasn't as gifted as I thought I was. Yeah, so, like... Even to this day, I don't study, and yet I'm still making it through college with fairly high grades. So I think, I don't know, but it's like you're always told that you're so smart, and it just becomes who you are, and it's hard to be anything else because it's hard to find out. Like when it's hard when you no, find out. That, yeah. Go on. You're told that you do Halloween good, so you're <laughs> expected to do Halloween good every year, and. Then every suddenly, year, every and year, now, then you get burn Halloween burnout, and you don't want to do it anymore. And then you go steal someone's culture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like specifically, when you were like asking me about like what I thought of Jack, I mainly like connected his burnout with Halloween to my burnout with reading, because when I was a kid, oh baby, reading was my thing. I me wanted too. to read all the time. I used to like when my like my grandparents used to come over. I used to bring a book to my grandpa and ask him to read it to me. And now I can't pick up a book. I can't do it. The only books Wait. I read, like actual books I read, are for college classes. The only thing I read now is manga and fan fiction. Which some fan fiction is book length. So honestly, no. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like no. I I get that. I used to be. The same way, like, middle school, as soon as they stopped doing book reports, I was flying through book series. I can't pick up a book now unless it has a picture in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, I've been, th- I've been telling myself for the past few months, because Percy Jackson has suddenly blown up on TikTok, like, I gotta reread the Percy Jackson series. And I just haven't made the effort to go down, go and find my Percy Jackson books, no matter how much I want to. It's, I remember, like, our first semester of college, I brought books with me because I thought I was going to read them, and then I didn't. It's, like, that specifically something I loved so much as a kid that my love of it continued into high school. I did used to read, like, I think the last time I read a book in, like, you know, I used to, when I was done with work, I used to pull out my book and read while everyone else continued I believe. Yep, yep, me too. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I believe the last time I read a full book of my own volition for fun was senior year of high school when I used to sit in the library during lunch because I didn't want to sit in the. I didn't want to go to lunch when I had lunch with none of my friends and it is loud in the lunchroom. I didn't have lunch. I went home early. I. Then I eventually. Yeah. So it's like. Oh, so this thing that you love so much, you're so good at, and suddenly one day you're like, I can't do this anymore. 
that's kind of what Halloween, that's what kind of happened in Mr. Jack's killing son. He loved Halloween so much. Time, I've, yeah. This time I fully read a book with sophomore year of, like, my own volition. Of your, oh boy, wow, yeah. Like, of, that was not a mandatory reading. The last book I sat down and fully read was a book on philosophy, on ethics. Oh, boy. And now, if it doesn't have pictures in it, I don't want to read it. Yep, it's like, if if it's not manga, it's not fan fiction, and if it's not a, cl- a book I need to read for class, I'm not going to read it. Sorry. And it has to be a really engaging fan fiction. It, yeah, yeah. If it's not engaging, I don't want to read it. But yeah, I understand, like... I don't think I was as gifted as you, but I think I was a f- like because I never got asked to take the test. Oh, but um. Oh yeah, the test. And I like I feel the same way with reading. I was at, like college level and like fifth grade, like fourth fifth grade. Um, so like I also kind of get Jack's like, oh, you're good at things until you feel like you're not and you don't want to do it anymore. It's not that I felt I was not good at it anymore. It's just that I was just like, hmm, I'm tired. <laughs> Like, you're tired of doing it. Um, yeah. I kind of like, get that way with playing an instrument. Like, I played an instrument. Like, I don't think I'm good at this anymore. Yeah, that's So I'm going to stop. I realized that happened to me with singing. It's not really... It's more like the, the an environment I was in when I was in chorus burnt me out. I did, it burnt I, me see, out. I loved, I loved the, um, the environment of my music class in high school so much, I didn't want to play anywhere else. <laughs> Oh. The, in- the environment was so good, I could I didn't want to leave it. God, I wish that was me. So I think that's enough of this episode, and now going borderline into therapy. <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! But here's you know, it's the main thing of this is that hey, it turns out cartoon characters aren't all that different from us, even though that's not that was definitely not the message that uh, Tim Burton was planning to go for. It wasn't Tim Burton. Tim Burton just slapped his name on it. I want to put that out there. He did. I I forgot who directed it, but the director who did did like all the work. Tim Burton produced it and slapped his name on it. Oh, I mean, I gotta say, just in general, Nightmare Before Christmas. God, stop motion, so cool. Yeah, hold it's on, like, I'm gonna look it up. Stop motion, so cool, guys. Like I was like, uh, how is he you doing want... that? <laughs> oh, Henry Selick. Oh, Henry Selleck, yeah, yeah. I remember he's seeing the real, in, yeah. He's the real man behind Nightmare Before Christmas, not Tim Burton. Also, um, if yeah. if y'all, y'all interested in another good stop-motion movie, Kubo and the Two Strings. <laughs> yes, Kubo, Kubo, Kubo. Paranorman, literally anything by Laika. Literally anything by Laika. Cor- Coraline, uh, also, I haven't watched, but I hear Cor- it's very uh, good. Coraline's great. Um, another good one, Tim Burton, uh, Corpse Bride, I think uh. might be. I think Corpse Bride is my is above Nightmare. I really love that movie. Um, so yeah. We hope you have a happy and safe Halloween. Um put on your makeup. <laughs> put on put oh, um go you know, ask for some candy. <laughs> and don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Check Even your though can- that's the whole point of Check your candy. Check your candy before you eat there, it. There might be a gun. <laughs> no, it's just in case, you know. There might be a a, a nuke in your Pez dispenser. <laughs> Shut up!
but no, but for real, we hope you all have a happy and safe Halloween, whether you're going out or you're staying in. Uh, wear your mask, please, when if you go out. Sam, um, I got I gotta tell them where we are at on the social media. Oh, tell them. Yes. Okay. So before we you, go, before we go, if you would like to follow us on social media, no pressure. We are on Twitter, F A N D O M F A R E Fandom Fair, and then on Instagram. Yep, you put an underscore between that M and that second F. That's our Instagram and our Twitter. If you'd li- love to know when we're going on- live, because I I figured out how to schedule tweets, so I don't have to do it when it's time. But I don't. There's no way to schedule like an Instagram story post, which I think is dumb. That is so, kind of dumb. So I gotta make sure I remember to at fork at like an hour before we go on to like put that <laughs> in our story, because I think an hour before is an appropriate time. Yeah. But so I did anyways, it last week. So yay. Anyways, be safe, everyone. Wear your mask if you're going out, or make sure to social distance. Yes, yes. Um, and if you guys are on campus and you see a Caesar Zapelli cosplayer, that's probably me. I don't know how many <laughs> other people are on campus and as that. So feel free to say hi. And have a wonderful Halloween. And make sure it's spooky. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye! <laughs>